0: Shalom to all. Today's office kollel Zaina. We are talking about a third to the Amud with the brand new halacha, halacha hey. And the villain Source it's near the top of Tass Bays. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Mirim Zara Baser Yaakov Meisha. Her Nish, Shama should have an Now we get to detailed discussion of Roish Tar, which we've discussed previously. The Mishnah says, Tar We have a Roish Tar of wheat going into barley mutter that's permitted. because it looks like the end of the field. And this is the classic case of Roish Tar. We're discussing two different fields: a field of wheat and a field of barley. The field of wheat is, let's say, a shape of a square, whereas a field of barley that's next to it ends off in a point. It ends off in a triangle. Maybe it looks like an arrow or a FedEx symbol, where we have a significant field, and then it just tapers off to a point, so to speak, poking into the field of wheat. Again, the reason why that's permitted and there doesn't have to be a gap in between these two fields is because it's very clear that we have two separate fields over here. Now, what about the following? He has a field of wheat, and his friend has a field right next to it, which is a different min. Let's he's allowed to plant a row right next to his friend's field of the same type that his field is. His field is wheat, so he's allowed to plant a row of wheat right next to his friend's field. And the reason why that's permitted, even though there's no space in between his row and his friend's field, is because these are clearly two separate owners. Another scenario, let's say his friend has a field of wheat and he has a field of wheat and they're near each other. He's allowed to plant a row of pishdon, of flax, in between his and his friend's field. However, he's allowed to plant a row of something else. And the reason why this is permitted is because it's obvious to everyone that he's not trying to plant this row of pishton. He really just wants to see how well pishton grows over here. And once it starts growing, he's going to uproot it. This is really just a test row. He's just trying it out. So even though there isn't the proper spacing in between the wheat and the pishton, it's still permitted because he's just trying it out. But he would not be allowed to plant a different min over here. However, Rabbi Shimon and Shimon says, Whether he's planting pishton or he could plant anything else as well, if he's just planting one row, it's obvious he's just doing it to test it out, to see how it grows, is it going to grow tall or short? Is the land good for this min? And that's why it could be any min, not just peshtun. Now, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael says, even in the middle of his field, he's allowed to check out a row of peshtun. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yassi, if we're just planting this row of peshtun just to check out to see how well it can grow in this soil, so he could do that even in the middle of his field of wheat. It doesn't have to be in between his and his friends. And that's a very big kula. And now focusing on Rosh Tar, the Gemara says, Rosh says, Rosh Tar Khurva mutar. The Reishtar that comes from a Churva is mutter. and we've explained this before and let's clarify it. According to a B'Shem this type of Reishtar is permitted meaning we have a field of wheat and we have a field of barley next to it. Now, the field of barley, as we had said, tapers off to a point, And that's tar according to everyone. The over here is even though we don't have any more barley here, all the barley got cut down or got uprooted or something happened to it. And the only thing we have left is the tip of the barley, which is right next to the wheat. It's still permitted, even though we don't have the necessary distance in between these two minim, the wheat and the barley. That's because we view it as if we have a tar here, since we could plant a whole field behind this little bit of barley that's remaining, so we view it as if it's there, and we would still apply this heter of reishtar. However, Rabbi Yechon says, This is only taught if there's actually reishtar there. We have to have a whole field there. But an imaginary reishtar that's coming from churva, that's coming from empty land, that's Usr. Meaning if there isn't actually a field here that tapers off at a point, and there's just a little bit of barley planted next to this field of wheat, we're not going to imagine as if it's reishtar, as if it's the tip of this field of barley, and and therefore it would be Asser. Now here we have even a greater heter. Amr Omrchiskya says, Base Riva, someone who has a field that's the size of base Riva. Which means a raiva, a quarter of a kav, is able to be planted in this area. And he wants to plant something right next to it. He wants to plant a different min right next to that field. on top. That little bit that he wants to plant next to his field, he could plant anything over there that he wants. And over there, we're also going to imagine that it's Reishtar. And the reason why this is a bigger cheddar than what Rish Lakish had told us is because Rish Lakish was talking about something that originally had something planted there, even though now that doesn't exist. Here we're talking about an area that never had anything planted in it. We just have a field of barley, let's say, and then he wants to plant a little bit of wheat next to his field of barley. Even though there was never wheat there, he could plant a little bit of wheat right next to the barley, and we'll imagine as if it's Reishtar of a field of wheat, and that's permitted. Whereas Amr Abyech, says, says, in Israel, he can only plant one min over there. Now, here's an important thing in Sheetis Rabbi What comes out from the sugya is Reishtar only allows Reishtar if it comes from a field the size of a base raiva, which is 10 by 10 Amis. And now we're going to have a cool in Sheetis Rabbi Zerab Zerah says, That if he has a field the size of a base raiva and a half, which means 10 amas long and 15 amas wide. Because again, a base raiva is 10 by 10 amas, so a base raiva and a half is 10 by 15. Half of a raiva here and half of a raiva there is planted, that middle half roeva can be judged to this way and to that way, meaning he has this area that's one and a half roeva, which we had said is 15 amas, and we have two half-based roevas planted. So on one half, we have an area of five by 10, which is planted with barley, and on the other side of it, we have an area that's five by 10, planted with oats. The reason why we're choosing barley and oats is because these two are not aligned with each other, and the space in between these two half-based roevas is another half-based roeva of five by 10, which is totally empty and doesn't have anything. Now, on the outside of these two fields, on the outside of the barley and the outside of the oats, there's wheat planted and he wants to make a reishtar by extending his half-based raiva of barley all the way up until the wheat, as well as his half-based riva of oats up until the wheat into a point. Now, technically, he shouldn't be allowed to do that, because there isn't a full base riva of the min planted to allow for reishtar. According to Abzaira, Rebjechan holds that we can view the empty half-based riva in between the barley and oats as if it has barley planted in it, allowing for reishtar of barley to extend into the wheat, and we can also view it as if it has oats planted in it, allowing for tor of the oats to extend into the wheat. And this is a double chedesh here. This is number one, even though the space is empty, we're viewing it as if it has barley in it, or as if it has wheat in it. And number two, we're doubling up, and we're pretending that there's two different minim planted in this one space. Now, I think says, The following brass is not like what does the brass say? A person has two fields, one is wheat in it, one has barley in it. Lohavi, the proper Gershah is, bin He's allowed to plant a row in between them. Now this row is not being planted in an empty space parallel to the two fields. It's being planted perpendicular, which means it's basically a bridge. It's connecting these two different fields. And what's being planted in this row is connecting the two fields. Half of it has wheat in it, and half it has barley in it. And why is that permitted? Because half of this row, which has wheat planted in it, is just viewed as the end of his field of wheat, and half of this row of barley, which is coming from his barley field, is viewed as the end of his field of barley. In other words, we view it as Reishtar. And that's why these two Minim, Chitim and Sairim, are allowed to be planted right up next to each other in this row that's connecting the two fields. And what does Rabbi Eichner do with this? Because again, Rabbi Eichner told us that we never have... Have an imaginary Reishtar. We can never say that we imagine here we have a tip extending out of a field and that's considered Reishtar. If we have the min planted in a point, so fine. If not, not. We can't have anything imaginary. But according to this b'raisa, we are able to say that. So has Rebbe HaKad an answer this b'raisa? So Gamar says, we explain like says, Even if we have one row of wheat going into barley, or one row of barley going into wheat, that would be permitted. We'll explain this in a moment. And why is this? Because this row of wheat that's coming from the field of wheat that's going into the field of barley is viewed as wheat. And with achar sa'ayrah, chnesis l'saych shell, the proper girsa is chitin, sa'ayrah. This row of barley that's coming out of the field of barley, that's going into the field of wheat, is viewed as barley. In other words, according to Rabbi has a which Rabbi Yechen would agree to, if we have a field of wheat and field of barley next to each other, and we have one full row of wheat coming out of this wheat field, extending towards the field of barley, coming right up to that field of barley, even though it doesn't end off in a point. It doesn't end off in a rush tar It's still permitted, not because we imagine that it's ending off in a point, even though it's not. It's simply because we have only one row extending out of this very large wheat field. It's very clear that this is the end of the wheat field and it wasn't planted together with the barley. It's just an extension of the wheat field. And the same thing if we had that with the barley field. If we had one full row of barley coming out of this barley field, extending towards the field of wheat, ending right next to the field of wheat, even though it doesn't end off in a point, that's permitted it's clearly viewed as an extension of the barley field, and just the end of the barley field, and not as if it's planted together with the wheat. And therefore, when we have this connector row in between the wheat and the barley, and half of it's planted with wheat and half it's planted with barley, we could still say the same thing. The half that's planted with wheat is viewed as just an extension of the wheat field, and the half that's coming from the barley field is just viewed as an extension of the barley field. And it's very clear these two minim were not planted as an rebavya, as a big mixture, and therefore would be permitted, even according to Rabyechenon, even though it does not end off in Reishtar in a point. However, Yod Chesom on the top, if this row of wheat extending from the wheat field is absorbed into the barley field, meaning some of it's planted actually into the barley field, or this row of barley is extending into the wheat field, then it's usr, because it's overlapping a little into the field, then it looks like an erbovya, it looks like it was planted together, and that would be usr. But as long as it's planted right up until it, but not into it, that's permitted. Again, even in Corn Rabbi even though it doesn't end off in a Reishtar. we're going to stop here for the day. But pick up tomorrow. Continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.